Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for this 28th day of January. I'm your host, Paul. Thanks for joining me. Full sermon drop today at our website, Forgiveness of Sins. I hope you'll check it out, and I think it'll be a blessing to you. Yesterday, I told you in the middle of this eighth chapter of Luke, we're we're at the land of the Gadarenes story, and I told you that we're coming up on the essay that I had a sneaking suspicion that it was probably where we were when we were at this story in the Gospel of Mark. Um, However, since yesterday's podcast, I went back and looked, and we were not at this spot at our essay edition. For the last two years, wherever we are in the Gospel is where I write the essay. I I just sort of force it to be a spot where I sit and concentrate and say more than I can say in just a extemporaneous podcast. So, We were not at the story of the next story, which is where we're going to be, the story of the girl, Jairus' daughter, and the woman with the issue of blood. So that will be the subject of our essay, and we'll do a little comparison there between Jairus' daughter and the woman with the issue of blood, because I think the fact that they, they always appear together tells us they're more than just chronological. They are important you could even say that the fact that the Jairus' daughter follows the story of the young man full of the demons tells us that Jesus is working on another generation, both of young men and young women. But that's I'll, I, I don't know how much we'll do with that in the essay. Instead, we definitely will concentrate on the next story. So that's coming up on the 31st, just a few days away uh, for today. In the next two days, we're going to finish the story of the gatherings and we're going to introduce the story of the of Jairus's daughter and of the woman with the issue of blood. On yesterday's podcast, we had Jesus delivering the young man of the demons, and the demons enter into the swine, they go into the lake, and they drown. And I'll leave that for the past. You can go back and listen to that podcast. You want to know how we some of the things we say about that. Let's pick it up in verse 34, just following that miracle. When those who fed, when those who fed them saw what had happened, that's those who feed the swine. They fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. So the messengers, the ones who deliver the message, are not necessarily the ones who come to see Jesus. Note there's a difference. Luke Luke sets this up. When those who fed them saw what had happened, that's those who fed the pigs, they fled and told it in the city and in the country, so they become the messengers of what they saw. Then they went out to see what had happened. They went out to see what had happened is not the same people that saw what happened. That would be redundant. The people that go out to see what happened are the people in the city and the country that didn't see what happened. And they come to Jesus and find the man from whom the demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed, and in his right mind they were afraid. I'm going to leave that there for a moment. I want to make a, just a, I don't think this is a leap, but I think it's something worth saying. Let's let's put it that way. In, in the Gospel of Luke, we are introduced to several things that we don't get anywhere else. One of the most famous of those is from Luke 15. Now, we're a ways away from that. We're only in Luke 8, so it'll be a while. But Luke 15 is the the trilogy of lostness, the lost sheep, the lost coin, 
and the parable of the lost son, you, you often call it the prodigal son. It's probably better said the, the parable of two sons, because it's really the elder brother and the younger brother. And it's interesting to me that Luke tells the story of the prodigal son and the highlight, well, there's a lot of highlights, but one of the one of the marked features of that, without a doubt, one of the most important features of that is that the young man goes out into a far country, wastes his substance on riotous living, and then begins to feed swine. That becomes his living. He's the swine feeder. I'm not trying to equate him with the young with the gathering demoniac. I that's a different story and a different guy, but it is a, it's got to be more than coincidental that Luke has told us here in Luke 8 about these missionaries. <laughs> they're not they're not Christian missionaries or Jewish missionaries, but these people who are feeding pigs who go tell of what they have seen. And then we get a story seven chapters later about a young man who goes down and feeds pigs and then goes back to his father. And there's an interesting correlation there as far as I'm concerned that the young man feeding pigs has an epiphany, comes to himself and goes home to eat with his father. He doesn't go home with perfect information. I mean, he goes home thinking he's a slave, but he goes home. And these men feeding pigs in Luke 8, they see Jesus deliver this young man. The pigs die. They go home to the cities and the countries and they tell what they've seen. And I don't fully understand the connection Luke's making, but what it seems to say to me is don't discount God's ability to show himself in the midst of of the most obscure places, that his revelatory power, his ability to speak into the heart is not limited to the church walls and whether or not you're in the book or you've got a steady prayer life. You can be a pig feeder, the pig feeder of the Gadarenes of Luke 8 or the pig feeding younger brother of Luke 15. And you can come to yourself. You may not have perfect knowledge of it, But you can come to yourself. You can recognize the power and the love of God. And we don't have to get them to come to us as Christians. We can take the love of God to them, which sets us up perfectly for the fact that at the end of verse 35, they were afraid. Now, what is it about seeing this young man sitting, clothed, And in his right mind, he's been fully restored. He's clothed over. He's the younger brother sitting in his dad's robes with shoes on his feet and a ring on his finger eating a fatted calf. And that scares the pig farmers and it infuriates the elder brother. What is it about restored young men in these two stories that scares the crowd? We're going to look into that tomorrow. God bless.